Hi, everyone. Good evening, or rather good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to The Unstoppable Life with Bernard Haywood. It's such a pleasure to be with you this uh, evening because I haven't been with you for some time. So I'm really, it's a pleasure to be here with you. And I have a wonderful guest with me today who is going to share with us her marvelousness. Her name is Anne Hintz, and Anne is a speaker. She's also an author, also a, a writer. She's an author. And Anne has been able to shift herself and shift her skull to be able to grow three-quarters of an inch at age 55. Now, Anne was able to do that because of certain trauma she went through and had to find a way of how to relieve herself from the anxiety and the stress and really get in anxious. You know, she couldn't understand why this was happening. But Anne had an experience when she was 19 years old, which sort of like created some of this. I'm not going to go too much into it because I want her to share her story with us. One of the things was, is that she used something called EFT, which is emotional freedom therapy. And that was one of the things that she used along with other techniques that she has developed in her own way to help her. But also in doing that, she can able, as you listen, I pray that you get some understanding and some wisdom from that that is going to help you to to be able to um, move or shift yourself from one area to the next because that made her a life unstoppable she didn't just decide that okay this has happened and this is what it is i'm just going to i'm just going to remain like that she did not stop searching for an answer and that is what the unstoppable life is all about is about searching for answers, and all the answers are within us. We just have to be able to listen, and when we listen, to then take action. And those actions makes a big difference in how we shape our lives and how we move on. So without further ado, I'd like to present Anne to you so that you can listen to her and you can get to know her. So Anne. It's really nice to have you here with us. And I would like you to introduce yourself a little bit more to the audience and tell us how you use emotional freedom technique and other techniques to help you overcome the trauma that you experienced as a child and to be able to shift your skull where you were able to grow three quarter of an inch at age 55. Welcome. Thank you, Verna. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Well, it was a long story. You know, I had a lot of trauma in childhood. I think a lot of us do. Mine wasn't necessarily any worse than anyone else, but there were lots of things that happened. I was born with my right foot up against my right chin. I was adopted. Um, you know, that's traumatic in itself. We had a house fire. That was fairly traumatic. My dad had anger issues. So that was an ongoing thing. Uh, when I was nine, I was sent to a boys boarding school. We lived in Hong Kong at the time. And I was sent to my brother's boarding school in England, halfway across the world. And for that first year, I was the only girl boarder there. There were other day girls. So that was nice. But at the 
end of the school day, all the girls would disappear and I would be left on my own with all these other boys. So that was traumatic in that I was teased mercilessly. And then both my parents became alcoholics in my teenage years. I think a lot of people can probably relate to some of that, you know, walking on eggshells around the house, not being able to trust anyone because what they'd say in the morning would be very different from what they'd say later on in the day. So that was another thing. And then when I was 19, I woke up one morning and found my mother dead on the bathroom floor. So that was kind of the the big trauma on top of many others. And we get programmed in our childhood years. We just learn how to process things based on those around us. And my parents just, we just suppressed everything. We just carried on with life as if nothing had happened and just kept it all hidden inside. So we don't, we don't know. I didn't know there was any other way. I didn't know what therapy was. I didn't know you could do anything different because that was my normal. And I think most of us grow up the same way. However, we're taught is the way we carry on with life until something happens. And for me, it was in my late 30s. I had, it was a fairly simple thing, really. It was just a business altercation with a couple of other mothers at my boys' school. Now, these mothers were very self-confident, self-assured, authority-type women. And I was this scared mother on the inside. And they had told me that I had done something wrong. And my mind spun out of control. For three days, it went over and over what they had said, what I had said, what I did, what I could have done, you know, all the alternatives just over and over in my mind. And it was at the end of three days that I realized, okay, this is not normal. (laughs) Most people don't react this intensely to something that really wasn't a big deal. And I realized, okay, it's felt a little bit like how I would react when my dad would tell me I'd done something wrong. And that was the first time I realized, okay, maybe something from my childhood is still affecting me to this day. So that was the beginning of the journey because up until then, I'd been looking outside of myself. I'd been trying to heal my digestive issues through changes in diet or cleansing or fasting or something outside of myself. And I had never looked inside of myself. So that was the Mm. beginning of the journey. You said something that these confident women and you felt like this little scared person on inside, they said something that you have done wrong and you start feeling that. So is it that they made you feel uncomfortable or... I was essentially replaying how I would react when my dad would tell me I've done something wrong. We store those memories inside of us. Mm -hmm. And then things throughout life, they just re-trigger the same stuck energy, the same stuck emotions inside of us. Mm -hmm. So that was my, that was a big trigger for me. And it was, it was just that opening that, oh, it felt like how I would react. I had to have that thought. Right? It felt like how I reacted when my dad told me I'd done something wrong. Because I could have just stayed in that emotion, right? I could have just stayed and blamed them. But really, they were my teacher. They were the, per- the people who needed to put me through that so I could remember mm-hmm. that it's because it felt like how dad. I was just going to say, I can, I can understand that. And I can understand most times when we go through things, we, we tend to think uh, in a victim mentality that we are victims, but I like how you saw it. You saw it as they being your teacher, they being able to teach you something and you had, that is what we call about having a learning spirit, wanting to learn and to grow and to develop, to redevelop oneself rather than see it as a negative, you saw it as a positive 
and was able to retract or reflect on something that has happened previously that was then able to help you to move forward. So I'm just going to uh, leave you now to just tell us, after you have done so, what then did you learn from it and how did that take you forward into becoming the author and speaker that you are and how that is helping you to change others' lives as well as yours continuously? You're absolutely right. It's like it's the word responsibility, right? When we, once we start taking responsibility, and that word you can break into, right? Responsibility, our ability to respond. Once we start taking that responsibility and and not being a victim, I was a victim for a long time. I, I used to blame other people all the time, and that that experience with those two women was the start of realizing oh it's something inside of me that I need to look at so I didn't know what to do at the time but I knew I had to do something and it was in that time frame I went to a doctor he happened to be a holistic physician so he had more tools in his toolbox than, than many doctors and he recognized that I was more stressed than I should be because I was a stay-at-home mother with two young, healthy boys. It shouldn't have been that stressful. And he asked me on a scale of zero to 10 what my stress level was. And I said it was an eight. And then he asked me why. And it was that question that made me realize, oh, it was finding my mother dead on the bathroom floor when I was 19, because the tears from that event were still just under the surface. And it's now two decades later. So he happened to know this technique that's called EFT, which is short for emotional freedom technique. It's also called tapping because we tap on certain places in our body as we're talking through something. So he tapped with me about my mother's death for about 15 minutes. And I walked away from that appointment for the first time ever being able to tell the story of her death in my mind without the tears there. And that is when I realized we hold those emotions and those memories physically inside our body and that we can let them go. So that one experience was eye-opening for me. It was huge. But I have an engineering background. I don't necessarily believe things I, I need to know, right, what's going on. So I went home and I researched EFT, everything <coughs> I could about EFT. And I wanted to try it out on something else, right? To know for sure that it worked. So at the time we had a 17 year old cat at home and his kidneys were starting to fail. And we'd been told we needed to give him a daily saline shot, like an injection of saline solution. And the first time I gave him that shot, my hand was shaking so badly. I was so afraid of hurting my cat. So I thought, well, this is a great test case. So I tapped about every aspect of it, which is something you do with EFT. So I tapped about my hand shaking. I tapped about my fear of hurting my cat. And I tapped about all the injections I had had in my lifetime because I'd had many and many experiences. And the next day, when I gave him that shot, the needle slid right in. All that fear that I had been holding inside my body before, the day before, totally disappeared. So that's when I realized two things. I realized, firstly, EFT is deceptively powerful. Doesn't look like it's doing much, but it really is. And that's when I realized freedom that I was looking for, the inner peace that I was looking for was on the other side of that fear. And the EFT was a way to me to, for me to find it. So I started using it, started using it every day. 
started noticing when I was emotional, right? Even that is hard because we get so caught up in our emotions. We want to blame someone else. We want to get angry or frustrated. So to be able to stand back and and notice and say, okay, I'm getting frustrated right now. That in itself takes some work, but you can do it. Anyone can do it. When I found myself getting emotional, I would tap. I would use this technique EFT and I would bring myself back to, and then I would carry on with my day and try and notice the next time. And I realized as time went by, as the weeks went by, I was becoming less reactionary inside. I was becoming more peaceful and I liked the changes and I wanted more. I wanted more and I wanted it faster. (laughs) So I wrote down every emotional memory I could think of from my whole childhood. It was several sheets of paper and I went through one each night. I tapped through one each night for about an hour to an hour and a half each night. I could tell things were shift, right? I was becoming less reactionary. My mind was becoming quieter. And I had never experienced that before. I'd never experienced a quiet mind before. And it felt totally new to me. It it felt like I was actually living in a different reality. And I realized at that point, okay, those words that had been replaying in my mind, the criticisms, the judgments, they were just my dad's words. He had programmed into me in childhood and I was just replaying them over and over. And it wasn't until they had gone out of my mind that I could see that for what it was. That was like the first step. And as I did more and more tapping, what I realized tapping is doing is opening up the subconscious mind. It's those memories that have been stored inside that programming starts to become conscious. And as that happens, our awareness expands. We become aware at a deeper level into the body. So I started to become aware of my emotions during the day, right? The tapping helped with that. But then at a deeper level are the physical sensations underneath the emotions. When we're feeling something like frustration, there's actually tension inside of us. Now, if you're listening to this, you may not be aware of it. I was not aware of it for a long time, but now I am. So I became aware of it. So for me, if I'm feeling frustration, I can feel it as as tightness in my stomach, in my solar plexus area. So when I became aware at that level, I didn't need to use EFT as much. I wanted to just feel the tension. And at this point, my ability to focus had improved. So I would just feel the tension. I actually started doing it while I was standing at the kitchen sink (laughs) because that was an easy time for me to catch a negative thought. So it might have been something as simple as I'm afraid of making this phone call I have to make. I'd noticed that that thought had some fear involved and then I would try and feel it. Okay, where's that fear attached to that thought? I would realize I actually had to hold myself like a statue in order to focus on that fear, tension inside. So I would hold myself like a statue and I would stop breathing. Because as soon as I breathed, I lost my focus on that tension. So I would hold myself totally still, feel that fear. And at some point, I'd have to take a deep breath, obviously. Then I'd think the thought again. And I'd realize that that fear that had been there before would have diminished, would have dissipated slightly. So then I'd think the thought again, and I'd feel the fear again. And then it would dissipate a little bit more. And I'd keep doing it until the thought of I want to make, I'm afraid of making this phone call no longer has the fear inside of me, at which point it becomes easy to make the phone call because there's no resistance anymore. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm with you because there is something that that holds us, you know, fear of the unknown or the false evidence appearing real. And I can understand what you're saying because I think when you talk about about the tapping and words and repeating words and say words are powerful, be it positive or negative, and the more we can 
relating to what it is and changes words. Because I remember when we first met and we started talking about it very well at that point in time. But I listened to some of your programs and one of the things that I, that I did, I wanted to feel the pumping of the blood running through my body. And I remember just laying there and staying still and put my hand in a certain position and I can feel the blood pumping through my body, pumping through my veins on my leg. And that was such a wonderful feeling. So I can get what you're saying. I can understand what you're saying. And it's about feeling and using words that can help to bring things in a way that you can feel and understand. So I just want you to, once you are able to feel that fear and shift, and as you continue to do that, how you are able to move. You said something at the beginning that when the doctor did that with you, in the first instance, being a holistic and doctor, you then... When you felt that shift, you wanted to, you went home and you researched, but you not only researched, you wanted to prove that it worked. And that reminded me when I became a reflexologist and I learned reflexology and I, I was part of my degree that I had to do that. And they said I had to choose advanced therapies. And one of the things that I wanted to do was reflexology. There was different type of holistic therapies, but something about the feet that I wanted. For some reasons, um, there were lots of um, talk about it not being real and whatever. So I wanted to test it out for myself. So like you, I went and tested it out because you said the feet mirrors the body. So if it mirrors the body, then if I stub my toe, I should get a headache. If I stand on something sharp in the bottom of my feet, I should feel in, in a particular way for the back, I should feel back pain. So I started to test it out. And because unless I could feel it and I could feel the, what it's doing, then I, I'm not going about to do it on anyone because if it doesn't work on me, it's not going to work on anyone. That's how I look at things. So I'm really fascinated by how you did that. And that's what made me study reflexology. That's what made me become a reflexologist as part of my holistic therapies. I'm fascinated by that because I understand that. So if you just want to go on and explain to the audience a bit more about how that helped you to shift your skull to grow three quarters of an inch. <laughs> Sure. It's fun. My uh, my mother-in-law was a reflexologist too. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Let me just go on. Let me just bring in a little different thing here. We A lot of people talk about positive thinking, right? Positive thinking is actually suppressing the actual thought. Unless it comes naturally, you know, positive thoughts will naturally arise once we've let go of enough of our past. But if we're trying to think positively, we're suppressing the actual thought. So that's kind of one extreme, but the other is, and that is kind of like the feel the fear, but do it anyway. That's a very common saying, but that's often meant in terms of suppressing the fear, not 
not feeling it. Then there's the other extreme of just saying, just blurting out whatever it is we're thinking. I think of this actually through the American political system. <laughs> so in general, these are very generalities, but in general, I feel that the Republicans will say what's in their mind. They don't care what it is. They'll just blurt it out. They'll say it. Whereas the Democrats will realize things are not polite and the whole thing's inside. They won't say things out loud, out, out loud which are kind of two extremes. What I'm talking about here is right in the middle between those two. You're not suppressing anything and you're not blurting it out. You're simply feeling it because it's stuck energy. So that's what I was doing when I was doing this, just feeling the emotions or the tension underneath the thoughts that would come up. And I would do it daily. I would, instead of tapping, I would then start feeling the feelings throughout the day. And in the evenings, instead of tapping on my childhood, I would bring collective traumas to mind. So like we all had our own personal experience of something like 9-11, right? I saw different videos than you saw, heard different things, kept different things inside of me. So I would bring those collective traumas to mind and just feel all those emotions underneath the thoughts that I had held inside just over and over each night. Eventually it got to the place where I would feel this tension, the emotion, it would dissipate, but my awareness would stay inside my body, which I know is a really weird thing to say. I've never heard of it before. It felt very different. Imagine if you have a toothache or a stomachache, you can pinpoint with your senses, right? You can feel where that tension or that pain is until the tension has gone or the pain has gone. Once the pain is gone, you can't feel or sense inside that tooth anymore because there's nothing calling your attention to it. I found that I could put my awareness and keep it inside of my whatever. I, I first started working in my abdomen so I could keep my awareness inside my body. And then I started playing with this. Well, you know, I've done it once. Can I do it again? And I realized I could. And then I started to play and I would move my awareness around inside and I could find a place with tension. And then I would focus on the tension, hold my awareness on it, and it would shift a little bit. And I would do it again and again and again. Now I'm doing exactly the same thing that I was doing with EFT. With EFT, I was doing the words, using the words and the memories. Then I was feeling the feelings, which is holding on to the tension, just allowing it to be felt and releasing it. Now I'm actually inside the body holding my awareness on tension in the connective tissue and it's starting to release. I just worked with this throughout my body. Months and months I spent doing this. Eventually, I got inside my head, which was huge. It took a long time to get in there. And when I did, there was so much pain and tension inside my head. Unbelievable amounts of pain and the forces pulling my bones out of alignment, which I think had been there since I was born with my foot up against my shin and my whole body had been twisted. That tension and that pain had been in there for 50 years, but I had no awareness of it. And it made me realize how much tension we hold inside from our past that we are just not aware of. We just don't know it's there, but it is. It really is. And it's affecting us all the time. So I just kept using this technique that I have. I just hold my awareness on it. It would shift a little bit again and again and again. It got to the place that actually feel my skull bones relax and it felt so good. All of this work feels really good. That's why I kept doing it. <laughs> why wouldn't I? Because it felt so good. But it wasn't until I had my x-rays taken last year that I could actually see the changes that I knew were happening. But to see that my eye sockets had aligned, I didn't even know that was possible 
and my jaw had been way off to the side. It's now much more centered and my neck is straighter than it's ever been in my life. And I've actually grown three quarters of an inch, not because I've grown, but because mm -hmm. I've released the baggage that I've been holding on, right? The just the forces that have been pushing me down from all that past that I've been holding on to has released so that I am more my natural height than I ever was before. I can relate to that because one of the thing is as a holistic therapist, when I work with a client, when I do a therapy, I always work from the inside. And I start with my inside because whatever I am feeling, I allow that feeling to take place. And I allow that feeling to allow me to be able to treat that person from wherever. And as you say, once you tap into that tension and you then start to release it, you feel the difference. The person begins to relax and you can feel that tension slowly moving. It's quite fascinating when that happens. So again, I can... I can relate to that, but I also tend to use um, from a, a spiritual background because I know you're a spiritual teacher. So using it from a spiritual background, you can feel that shift in taking place. I just wanted to say that coming from, from my background and my knowledge of how to tap in. And it's so, as you said, it's so important when we can reach on the inside of us because everything is on the inside. Our healing, everything play, takes place from the inside. But we have to gain that wisdom, the knowledge and the understanding of how to do that. And sometimes we don't just have to take someone's word for it. We have got to practice it. And it's in that practice by allowing our, ourselves to, we said something at the beginning, not become a victim, but allow ourselves to see the things that are happening in our lives. They are coming to teach us something. They're coming to teach us. And when we are able to understand, hey, this is something to learn. This is not something, this person is not meaning. They might, they, they, you might think they mean you harm. But if you look at it and you turn it on the, on the head, you will recognize that there is a lesson here. Let me listen and let me take notes. Yes. And what I've realized over time, you know, that phrase as within, so without, it's absolutely true. So the, the deeper you know yourselves on the inside, the deeper you see things like that on the outside, and the easier it is to take responsibility for more things that happen. So even, you know, things that are happening in the news, I can relate them to something that happened in my past, that feeling, it's the feeling that's replaying. It's not the event that's replaying. So I can give an example of that um, on the news here in America this morning. Um, there was a mass shooting over the weekend, another one. And there was someone on the news saying that they didn't feel safe anywhere anymore. So I was listening to that. Now my subconscious mind, more than mine ever had in the past, right? So as I was listening to that, a memory popped into my mind of when I was in Hong Kong, I was in, my dad was driving and we were in a very busy market. He was very angry and he, he was just really angry and he moved the steering wheel back and forth and he ended up running over a girl's ankle Ooh. while we were in the car. And that memory came to me because that thought 
brought up the memory, right? You can't not see anywhere. She was just walking along at a market in her mother. She was, her mother was holding her hand. She still got run over by a car. There's a connection there. So my work would be to take responsibility for that and to tap on that memory. And so that's what I will be doing tonight. So it becomes easier to take responsibility. We don't get caught up in those emotions as much yeah. and we can stand back and look at them. Yeah, it's just so much blame. We just have a blame. It's a blame game now. Let's blame somebody else. Let's blame somebody else for what has happened. Don't take any responsibility at all. And I think yeah. this is a thing that we need to get at. We need to take responsibility for certain things. And as now, there's you say, no blame. Right. Some people think that when we say that or when I say that, that I'm blaming someone, but we get programmed in childhood. Right. So even yes. children who go through something in childhood will often end up replaying it in some form mm -hmm. throughout their life. Right. Maybe they're abused in childhood and they will end up either being abused in mm -hmm. adulthood or be the abuser. It's mm -hmm. only because they were programmed in childhood. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. they want to change take responsibility for that you'll feel some blame for the abuser in childhood you mm -hmm. can work through that right you can tap through I, yeah. I hate what happened but that's how you take responsibility is to work through the things that happened in your life so it's no longer a part of you so that stuck energy the stuck emotion is no longer part of your signal that's how I talk about it it's no longer part of yeah. your signal and no longer yeah. attracting into your future yeah yeah and I think that's it is taking that responsibility. As you say, is uh, if you want to change, you can, but it's how you go about it. And that's the important thing. And that's where the healing comes, when you can recognize that and you can step into it, not step away from it, but step into it. And as you step into it, you can then feel and you can recognize and in that feeling and recognition, you can let go. So it's a choice. It is a you choice. And it's choice not easy. It's not always easy. No. It's certainly not no, it's easy. No, The feelings don't feel good. But all what no. I've realized, you know, the way I look at it is feelings or emotions are simply stuck energy. The energy that got stuck inside of us in childhood. And all it wants to do is to be noticed to be accepted, to be felt, and then the energy will release. For me, that really helped me move through a lot of it because it's it's just work then. Okay, I've got to do this. I've got to deal with that one. I've got to deal with the next one. Just have some comments coming, coming in. <laughs> I, I hope you can see the comments, Anna. I can. So the, the yeah. top one there, as an open gay male in America, I don't feel safe here and will express it in my art. If I was... If I was you, whoever you are, I would tap on that feeling of not feeling safe here in America, not feeling safe here, because that is a feeling, right? That the not feeling safe is a feeling and it has a, a physical component inside of your body, which is a resistance. It's a tension. It's stored inside of you. And that is holding you back from your freedom. If you can acknowledge it to yourself, and I would use... EFT because that's the one that, that took me so far and just say the words that are your absolute truth truth right and just say them over and over again until the energy around them has released and then see what happens with that I tapped on I hate myself 
for many hours over many days. And it, I didn't do that at the beginning. You know, I'd, I'd done quite a bit of work before I realized that that was my truth. And I tapped on that long enough that it just became words. They're just words. I hate myself. It has no attachment to me anymore. And if we can do that, then we can't be led as much, right? Someone can't control us if we're not emotionally caught up in the words that they use. That's good. There's another person that says, wow. <laughs> There's another person that says, a Democrat is spot on with being polite as a decorum. And I would say neither is perfect, right? You know, in some, in some senses, there's freedom to say things, but there's an energy underneath those words that we're letting out. When we let it out that way, it's not actually leaving the body. So I wanted to change. I wanted my whole self to change, right? So if I feel something and say the words out loud, I'm not changing. I'm just pushing that energy onto someone else. It hasn't left my body. If I want to change it so I don't get that thought anymore, then I want to feel it. Just feel the energy underneath those words and allow it to transmute. And then it leaves the body. And then you no longer react in the same way next time. And then next time you catch it, what are those thoughts? Maybe they're slightly different next time. Just feel the energy, let it transmute and dissipate. And eventually you no longer react to the same words anymore. And there's freedom in that. Yeah, there is. Because I, like you, growing up when I went through my trauma and everything, I didn't know about counselors and therapists and all of that. So I use words. Whatever I was feeling, I use words. And I felt those words. And that became part of me. That's where I got my healing. So is there is something about that. And there is something about saying it and feeling it, not pushing it away, not hiding it or anything like that, because that does not help. So you really have to feel it. And when you feel it, then something begins to happen and it's happening from the inside. So in some cases, when we all go through stuff and we all have experiences and we all have a pattern of healing that come to us in many different ways and is using that to help, to be a guide and to, to help others. And I think this is what is really fascinating about the knowledge and the wisdom that come through us when we are able to use that to not only help ourselves, but to help others as well. So in these final few minutes, what else can you say to our audience that they can use or if they want to connect with you, how they can connect with you. Because I know you have a YouTube because I have listened to you on, on your YouTube station. I know you're not so much on all the other channels, but if there is somehow or some way that you can tap into or they can learn something. I know you showed a few techniques. I don't know if you want to show a few techniques. Some of it, You spoke about them, you know, the tapping which you use at the beginning. And then from the tapping, you start your concentrating, feeling, feeling whatever is what's happening and then using the word. So you were able to stand still, not breathe for a while and your awareness. So you were aware of what was happening, where and when and how, and how you can then get rid of it. So I don't know if you want to 
say something more in these final few minutes. Okay, yeah. So the, the two main techniques I used were EFT. I used that for a long time and I still use it on and off because that I needed to use that in order to expand my awareness, to become aware at a deeper level. So I recommend that for most people first. There are some people who already have an awareness of the physical sensations underneath the emotions. If they do, then you can start out with feeling your feelings. And I do have a demonstration EFT video and feeling your feelings on my YouTube channel. So you're welcome to go there and hopefully learn everything you want to. I've just started doing a Facebook Live on a Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, California time, which is what 7 p.m. English time, answering questions and, and just doing a little teaching on there. So anyone's welcome to, to join me on that. And I put a lot of things on my Facebook page. I, I try and explain things, explain some of the quotes that are being passed around from my point of view. I also have my book, which is called The Pathway to Insight, and it goes in the steps in detail. And one of the things that we didn't talk about, you're talking about the spirit, spiritual aspect, and I would love just to, to talk about that yeah. briefly, yeah. is because I can sense inside my body, I'm looking from somewhere to somewhere else inside of me, so I cannot be my body, right? I have to be inhabiting my body because I can see inside of it. That was one thing that I really learned from this journey. And what I believe, I'm, I'm looking through the connective tissue so I believe that is where the soul resides. And it's the adhesions, the, the tension that's stored in our connective tissue, I believe is the physical manifestation of the ego. Right? I think that distorts the signal that we pick up, that we tune into from spirits. And as we do this work and release all this tension and these adhesions in the connective tissue, that we can tune in to spirit much more easily. That's what I believe this work is doing from that spiritual aspect. I just want to say thank you so much and for being my guest here on The Unstoppable Life. And I hope that everyone who have written in the comments got something, got your answer and got something from it. We appreciate you being here. And uh, I will look forward to having you again. And, you know, you can connect with Anne, uh, Anne Hintz on her Facebook page. And you can also connect with her on her YouTube channel. We're also going to put this in a podcast. So you can follow my podcast, which is The Unstoppable Life on Spotify and on Google, on Apple. So wherever you listen to your podcast, you can follow us there. Follow, share, like, tell your friends and come. One of the things that I aim to do with this podcast is to bring wisdom, is to bring knowledge and understanding so that you can help to change your lives. If you want somebody to work with you, if you either of us connect with you because we are not sent for everyone. Each of us have a particular gift that can help you or someone you know. So if you feel that Anne has a gift can connect with you, then I would recommend that you connect with Anne. If you feel the gift that I have can connect with you, then you can always contact me and we can have a one-to-one. -one. But the whole purpose of the journey that we go through in life, the journey is not just for us, but the journey is for us to go through it. Remember what I'm saying? to go through it. We're not staying there. It's a going through. It's a passing through.
to get through on the other side victorious. And that is what it is all about. Life is a journey. Life is unstoppable. Life is a gift. Every day you wake up in the morning is a new beginning. Every day you wake up is a new gift to give thanks and praise to God, the universe, whoever you want to feel that is the person you want to, your deity. But that is it. To me, it's God because he created everything. And that's what I have used all my life to be where I am today. So thank you very much, Anne, for being here. And thank you to the audience for being here with us. We appreciate you very much. So look forward to uh, have a next episode coming up shortly. So I hope you come back and you join us. So take care and see you soon. God bless.